Hi, I'm Jim Paolino, CEO of Lodestar Software Solutions and the host of Lodestar's Landing Leaders. On this podcast, we bring in thought leaders from across the real estate industry and occasionally outside of it to have conversations that are insightful, interesting, and impactful. Let's get started. Hi, welcome to Lodestar's Lending Leaders. My name is Elena Gardner, and today we're changing the script a little bit. So today I'm going to interview our usual host, CEO and co-founder Jim Paolino, along with our CTO and also co-founder, uh, David Spector. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey. You know, it's technically it's yours. So. one finale spectacular blowout. I feel sorry that you have to have me for that spectacular blowout. You could have done better. I think it's only right that I started this season interviewing my wife and I ended the season talking to you with you on the podcast because it's the two people that I spend the most time with. Yeah, but I feel like your wife might be upset that, you know, the spectacular is me and like... She was the big kickoff. I think that's more important. Okay. Yeah. As long as she's okay with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, well, so I've got some questions for you. Some of them are very serious and some of them are a little bit, uh, an opportunity to poke fun at each other. Um, so we'll start on the serious side. Um, so you guys both founded, uh, Lodestar right out of college and worked in a tiny little apartment together. Um, and now eight years later, we're at a point where we were nominated to be the 11th fastest growing company in Philadelphia. Did you ever think that you would be at this point? in that little tiny apartment? Yes and no. I think at the end of the day, I think I thought it was going to be a successful company, but I didn't really know what that looked like. Um, I was just happy to make it to the end of the year. Um, I think a big thing I've been thinking of a lot is there's a quote um, from Vince Lombardi. Um, I, I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. And I think we were lucky enough in business that we have not ran out of time quite yet. And we're just able to, you know, make mistakes and slowly learn over time. So no, it's, it's surreal even now going into the office and seeing winning awards and, you know, dealing with people at the companies and dealing with our clients. But, you know, I love every second of it. I'd say when I was like 24, like the first like month before, like we started like really going at it. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, we're going to be like a multi-million dollar company. We're going to be so big. Like we're doing the dream, you know, we're, we're building a company. Mm-hmm. And then it quickly collapsed within like the first like three or four months. I'm like, oh God, yeah. are we going to survive? Is this going to still be around? And I, I think your, your point and quote is kind of prescient. It's like so many, I think dreams and concepts are out there that are good and can work. You just need the time. And right. we were lucky enough that we, had the time through, you know, cuts and getting some money to, to make sure that we could get yeah, to the point support. It's just a combination yeah. of all the things that, that made us kind of keep on chipping away. Yeah. I remember um, it's almost coming up on eight years now, the day I quit my full-time job and called you after that I did it and your reaction. I thought you, I thought you were crazy. I'm like, yeah. I can't believe you're doing yeah. this. Uh, I still think that was a crazy decision, even yeah. looking back at it, but it worked could've, out. It could have been managed point. better. Yeah, yeah. it could have been managed better. I had I had full head of hair at that point, so. You know. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> My memory isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, no, what yeah, would you say is the biggest thing that kind of fueled the company's growth in the last, you know, three, four years? From like a very like, technical level like the tactical level it's mm-hmm. definitely been going to lenders and integrating in LOSs mm-hmm. from 
Sorry. Yeah, I would say pretty much the same thing, finding our niche of we know that we are a great fit for 50 to 500 LO mortgage lenders and we can you know, help them manage their fees better than anyone else out there. And I think we finally not only figured out that those were the clients we wanted, but we actually now can get in front of them because we know what conferences to go to, um, you know, the, those types of things. Mm -hmm. um, and we're fortunate enough to have enough clients that like our product that refer us out and, you know, move companies and bring us back in and things like that. So, you know, it's just kind of that snowball effect. Yeah, from like a larger, just like conceptual point, it's probably just not giving up and then yeah. just trying different yeah. things until we ran into something that worked well and then being right. okay with pivoting to changing yeah. how our system works. Well, I think we're also fortunate that the problem we set out to solve of people accurately disclosing fees and having some more clarity in the process is still a problem. There's still a lot of companies that don't automate this part of their process that they can. So I think we're lucky that, you know, we identified a problem with, with real enough pain points that people feel it. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, we talk a little bit about the past, but we're about to do some exciting things um, from a marketing standpoint, as well as with some other products. Could you give us a peek at what Lodestar looks like in the next six months to a year? Yeah. What are we going to say? Um, I think we, we really regrouped it from, a, again, high level about what yeah. we want to do. And I think that's mm -hmm. informing lots of our decisions on where we're going to go as a brand mm -hmm. uh, in terms of products and kind of a marketing. I think um, for us, we um, one day when it was just the two of us in the office, I was on an important call and Dave wrote on a, on a notepad, don't screw it up. And that became our, our kind of, I, I just brought it in today. That was kind of our company mantra for a while. Um, and when you're two, three people growing, that works, right? Of just keep on going, keep on going. Now we're up to in the teens. Um, we need a better vision. We need to communicate what we want to do better. And that's something we've been very thoughtful about and are really excited to start making a part of everything we do um, and communicating to our clients, communicating to our employees, communicating to the industry at large. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, and part of that has been the new branding, a new office, um, all the new marketing that Elena has been intricately involved in um, uh, the podcast, all of those things. So what is the swag item you guys are most excited about moving forward Ooh, that's a good with one. the new branding? I think we all know mine. So I'll I mean, we don't though, Dave, you got to share it. Oh, no, I was going to take the t-shirt then. Oh, God. <laughs> not even the t-shirts, but the t-shirt can. We can't get a t-shirt cannon. I like you can't bring that to a conference. Someone's going to get hurt. Or it's going to be the big talking piece. You know, you only need to injure one person to be the talk of the conference. I don't want to say we're trying to injure people. I just mean like if it happens, you have to pay for electricity at those conferences and you're going to bring in a t-shirt gun. We can be outside of the conference halls, you know, shooting it off. Who doesn't want a t-shirt? Maybe by the pool at Vegas when we go to a conference there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like their speed. Okay. No, I don't know. No. Okay. So Jim, Jim is vetoing the, uh, the t-shirt cannon. We might, well, we um, need t-shirts anyway. So maybe t-shirts. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw out there that I said t-shirt gun. I'm happy that you guys upgraded a t-shirt cannon. Cause like, that's like a barrage of shirts in one shot. <laughs> I thought it's just still, no, I thought it's the same thing. I, I don't know. I don't know the nomenclature right. behind t-shirt yeah. based weaponry. So maybe I'm yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> 
I don't know, maybe t-shirts, maybe like something that I can like use a lot. I'm excited for too. Maybe some, some like water bottles or something that like, it's just very easy to hand out. And I'm a sucker for stress balls too. So excited to get more of those. I have yes, a, we continually share it on social. <laughs> exactly. I have a one-year-old now. So mm-hmm. I think like little toys are definitely like yeah. moved up in my list before I'd be like, I don't really need this. Yeah, another stress. I don't know if we'll get baby if we'll start doing load star baby stuff or dog stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how much we want. Get a baby uh, t-shirt cannon. Throw out some onesies to the crowd. Maybe the slingshot, but like we can't we can't put CO two around children. That's probably yeah. That's probably that one. That one we need something. Yeah, (laughs) we need something. So, um, so this is the wrap up of season one of the podcast. So kind of looking back, when you first thought of this idea, Jim, and went to Dave, uh, Dave, what was your response? <laughs> um, I like Jim's kind of positivity, and I appreciate it, but podcasts I know are super difficult. It takes a lot of time, a lot of work, and it has to be consistent. And I would just, yeah. I didn't poo-poo that idea, but I gave him, I think- uh, We talked about it for years before it started too. I think we first started a, a little while ago, like throwing out the idea of doing this. I, You were always big on the social media and pushing like a podcast yeah. or some type of video. Mm-hmm. And I know I was the, the Debbie Downer on it usually, so- we, we can say realist. Realist. Yeah, yeah I like say that. realist. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, but, what every pessimist calls himself. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, to your credit, you know, you, uh, what is this episode? This is 21. Yeah. If you count it properly. (laughs) Podcast is now old enough to drink. Yeah. And that's, and that's hard and that, and that's difficult. And I think there's definitely, I think the, there were probably two things that finally got me, well, we'll say three, um, that finally got me to the point to do it. I think COVID played a big factor because there were no more conferences. And personally, I just missed having those types of conversations with people. And this was a great way to, to do that over the course of season one. Um, two, having both Elena as well as other folks who help us with the podcast, it makes it very easy for me um, to do. And I'm excited to get Elena more involved too in these going forward. Um, so it'll be really fun and excitable to do that because without you, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing this. And then three is more of just, I feel like we have a dynamic that I find it my job to prove you wrong right throughout the eight years I just need to say oh this is what Dave thinks maybe but like let me prove you wrong and I think that has been a dynamic that's very positive for us yeah I mean like you said like I'm the realist so you expand the ideas and I try and read them in which I think has worked out okay yeah there's a, a quote we say a lot that every business needs three types of people a dreamer a business person and a son of a bitch so I don't know if you're the business person or the son of a bitch, but I don't think you're the dreamer. No, I, my dreams are small. It, it's <laughs> my dreams are, dreams are small. small. Like the t-shirt cannon. Like a t- That's, yeah. And I also don't want to understate how much without you, Elena, we'd not be able to do this. I think you're oh. And I think speaking of plans too, one thing I'm very personally excited for is to get my face off of more stuff. And now to highlight other people and great people we have in the company for different awards and different marketing and different things. And that's something that I'm personally really excited for to get my face a little bit out of there a little bit, but also just promote the, the wonderful team that we have. Yeah, I'm really excited to see the rebrand kind of come through. And hopefully when this goes live, people will be able to start seeing sneak peeks yeah. of the new logo, the new branding. 
Um, and we're really excited to launch in the fall with a completely redesigned podcast. Um, so, you know, keep your eyes out for that. Now to kind of go into the fun stuff. So what is your biggest pet peeve when you were working in an office together about the other person? I don't think a lot of people know, first off, like how we worked in the office together. For the first like four or five years, we'd be like a 25 square foot. Spent more time with you than my wife. We've worked together and known each other. We've known each other since college, but we've been in a business relationship longer than either of us have known our wives. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we could, and at the majority of the time, we could literally stretch our arms out and touch each other while we were working because. Yeah. Our, Maybe 75 square feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of pet peeves is what we're trying to get to. Um, okay. Is there, is there a fun story? Cause I've heard a couple that you want to share. Uh, maybe specifically about uh, Jim's dating uh, rituals before he went out on dates. Uh, I actually have some perfume with me now that I was going to spray in your face for all time's sake. I, I had to explain to Jim that like more is not always better. And I, like, <laughs> you know, you, you gotta, yeah. you gotta yeah. work the cologne, um, you know, a, a little bit. Yeah. One of my favorite moments is we were in one of our offices. I was walking back to sit down and you just look at me and you go, Jim, do you think you're a good whistler? <laughs> yeah. uh, Jim likes and no, play. I don't think I'm a good whistler, but we then had a no whistling rule for a little while after that. So um, that was one. You're um, chewing is also yeah. another. And I love that your wife shares that opinion. With I'm, me, a, so. I'm apparently allowed either. You're yeah. allowed either. I, I, I'm working on it. So, um, Dave, your bathroom breaks are out of control. I'm sorry. I enjoy the bathroom. I have to give you like 25 minutes morning before a call if I see you leaving. Like, and that's just like, (laughs) I don't, I don't get what you're doing in there. You and my wife both are. I don't don't understand. So, yeah. yeah, Just a quick reminder that the internet is forever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I like the PG version. So my daughter will grow up and listen to this podcast and realize why she goes to the bathroom so much. And I'll be like, yeah. Okay. And then I think one, uh, one big question here. So across all of our, our brands, we really focus on thought leadership and it's a conversation that we've had a lot. Um, and we definitely have used the words behind the scenes, pale, sale, and male a lot. So what are you doing as leaders in the industry to really develop uh diverse teams and promote diversity in an industry that otherwise lacks it. You want to start with that? Want me to start? I mean, I think if you just look at our hiring practices, I don't think we specifically, you know, are trying to hire anyone, but uh, we've had a very diverse, you know, team mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm proud of it. And I think it's been hundred percent purposeful, but it's been, you know, present i think the the purpose goes into where we put applications and things like that i think that's something we learned early on that if you offer unpaid internships if you only put up applications at certain schools you're going to get a certain type of person um so that's i think where we've been a little bit more thoughtful about that about um you know are there jobs that require a degree or don't right there's things like that that you know you can have some thought in um i think for us you know we're right now only the only thing that keeps us from being pale male and stale is time, right? We're, we're going to wind up all three, both of us, uh, both Dave and I. So I think that's something I try to be very thoughtful of, of 
how can that, how can you change that? How can you really like promote other folks in the company, other folks in the industry? Um, and hopefully this podcast has been one of them. Um, and then just something we try to do more and more um, as we continue to grow and just build a really good team. And I think ultimately now, like I have a daughter, the difficulties of being a woman or a minority isn't going to be visible to us because we don't have that insight really. So mm -hmm. just, you kind of have to give them an opportunity, you know, um, any minority and then let them tell us what the problems are. Cause we're not going to know because you know, so many unseen, like we can think things are great, but they yeah. don't, we don't understand their struggles. So I'm just being open, I guess. That's really the best we can do. Trying to be better about listening. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, and both of you, you know, of course, as you said, time is not a friend to anyone. Um, but right now, both of you are millennials and very young for the industry. Um, what do you think uh, being a millennial owner in the industry, you can really help other leaders to do better to provide younger leadership as well as kind of foster an environment for growth um, in a younger community? Sorry, I'm throwing the hard hitting questions. Um, when, you, when you say owner, do you mean like homeowner or business owner? Business owners. I think whenever I talk to anyone, I tell them that, and we kind of talked about the beginning, you need to give your dreams time to mature because mm -hmm. whatever business you start most likely will not work at the beginning mm -hmm. and there won't be the right clients or there won't be the right business plan or there won't be the right product. You need to give yourself time, maybe, you know, maybe a year before the, it starts maturing and you can, they can actually follow it properly. I think one thing too, kind of on a flip of that, when we're interacting with owners and other people in the industry who have been in the industry for a long time, um, the viewpoint on technology is always important. And I think when I first started out, I would lie about my age. I was 26, 27. I was balding at that point. So I wanted to seem older. Um, I've stopped doing that. And I think the turning point for me was if you're not going to get technology from a young person, what would you ever get from them, right? So you just kind of want to own that expertise. And I think we've been able to do that um, on a lot of the conversations and calls that they have, because we have been doing this specific thing for a long time and kind of know that. Yeah, I mean, that kind of goes hand in hand with our concept of, yeah. we're trying to automate other people's workflows. You know, no. you should automate your own workflows. And so bring that internally. I also think that being millennials have gotten us a different perspective on the industry and home ownership in general. Um, graduating college during the Great Recession, seeing friends go through the process. We have a lot of very smart friends who get very, very confused when buying a home. And it mm -hmm. always surprises me. And I think we're being a little bit closer to that because of our age and where people are at is an advantage. And that's something that I think a lot about and we're going to be communicating a lot about of it shouldn't be this hard and reducing that confusion, creating clarity, creating kind of connections between folks in the industry. Those are things that I think we're really well positioned to do, um, both with industry professionals and hopefully beyond. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, do either of you have anything fun you want to share with our podcast group uh, before we wrap up for the summer? Well, this is the first day we really saw each other in a year and a half. So that's kind of cool. And we're in yeah. our new office. Uh, 
And I hope, hopefully everything's going to get better. Hopefully everyone is, you know, got through this okay and, you know, yeah. life will come back to normal. It's been a fun ride. I mean, it's crazy too how much we've changed in the last eight years, how much our lives have changed from getting married, kids, things like that. So it's, it's been, been cool to kind of grow up doing this and now um, actually have other people around too. So it's been, it's been fun. Um, and, you know, we're excited, excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, normally we would plug something, but since this is Lodestar talking to Lodestar, we won't do that. Uh, but if you are listening to this, thank you so much for listening. Uh, check us out on LinkedIn and Facebook, as well as subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and we look forward to seeing you in September. Hi, everyone. Elena here. I'm here to tell you that we actually decided to not take a break for the summer. So come back in and check in with us next week for a special summer series with Jim and I talking about anything and everything inside and outside of the mortgage industry that we find interesting. If you have any suggestions for things you would like us to talk about, please email us at lendingleaders at lssoftwaresolutions.com. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you next week.